Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is called The Six Weapons of Influence. The Six Weapons of Influence. There you go. This is uh, made famous by a guy called Robert Caldini. He wrote a book called um, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Wonderful book if you want to pick it up and grab it. It's It's, it's been written for a while, but... Um, Warren Buffett's business partner, Charlie Munger, says it's the best book he's ever read, and he wished he'd read it sooner. It's from a billionaire, right? Because it's really, really important when it comes to money and wealth creation to be able to influence people. It is. It's it's incredibly important. And it's also really important for you to understand psychology. Because if you've got, let's say, a team and you're scaling a business or you're investing or you're handling and managing your own behavior to save more money, or you're looking for a mentor, or, you know, mindset, all that stuff is psychological. It's all psychology at the end of the day, right? It is. And that's why psychology is so important when it comes to making, growing, and multiplying, and, you know, managing money, frankly. So without it, you're going to struggle. So I think this is a wonderful book. And uh, these are the principles from it. So I read this book, and, and, and I've implemented these uh, weapons of influence myself, Continue. I always do it, right? So, uh, there. I'm going to explain what the six weapons of influence are, and then I'm going to give you an example based on my own personal experience of how that's happened with me and how you can implement it too. And I think if you test this and put it in place and and implement it, you're going to find it's it's magic, right? So long as you use the weapons for good. Okay, it's like you don't want the weapons of influence to fall into the wrong hands, right? You don't want them to fall into the villain's hands because they are that powerful. So you got to make me a promise, okay? Lloyd, I promise, say it. <laughs> Lloyd, I promise to use the weapons of influence for good and not evil, all right? So if you make that promise, I'm sure that all of our listeners are all good legends, right? So not to worry. But honestly, they're that powerful that that you, are, you can really influence people to do <laughs> many things, okay? And... Hopefully they're all going to be good. So here we go. Um, the 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 web. So the, I'll tell you what the six are. The first one is reciprocity. So number one is reciprocity. Number two is commitment and consistency. Number three is social proof. Number four is liking or likability. Number five is authority. Number six is scarcity or urgency. Okay. So they're the six. So let's go to number one: reciprocity, reciprocation. I think the most powerful of all the weapons of influence is reciprocity, okay? The others are very powerful too, but I think reciprocation or reciprocity is the most powerful. So what is it? Well, it's where you do something for someone and the scales of reciprocity are tipped into your favor because there's this really strange instinctual response to that when someone does something for you. What do you want to do? You want to repay the favor. You want to rebalance the scales of reciprocity back in your favor. Or back so that they're even, right? And the most simple way of explaining how that works is when you say this, when you give someone a compliment, right? What happens? They give you one back, right? Or when someone gives you a compliment, 
right? Oh, you, I love, I love what you're wearing today, or I love your hair. It's so good. Oh, thanks so much. I love yours too. Oh, you want to give one back? That's how. That's how powerful reciprocity is. When someone does something for you or gives you something, the instinctual response is you want to give something back to them. This is this is instinctual. This is in us, right? So how is that going to influence people? Well, have you ever heard the saying, disarm someone with a gift? Disarm someone with a gift. Give them a gift. And that's the easiest way of reciprocating. Like They'll reciprocate and they'll give you something back. Now, you don't give things to people like your time or a gift or something of value with the expectation that they're just going to give you something back. Because some people some people weirdly have no reciprocity um, like odometer. They just... They just don't register. <laughs> and this is where you find you hang around people who are drains, who are just like you're giving all the time, they're not getting anything back. They don't have one of these reciprocity meters. It just doesn't exist in them. They don't have a heart. <laughs> so yeah, you're not going to influence them. You don't want to be around those people. But most people, they do want to reciprocate. And when it comes to influencing people, giving value is one of the most powerful weapons of influence. Okay, So right now, I'm giving you value. It's taking my time. It's taking my effort, my energy. And I'm trying to make things simple for you so you can click a button and, and listen in a few short minutes and get value. And I try and exp- what I try and do on this podcast is I try and take complex things and make them simple for you to understand. Okay. So in <laughs> to reciprocate from that, you may go, wow, thanks a lot. I've just binged your podcast. I've got so much value. You've helped me here, here, and here. I've already saved me money. I've already done that. I've already done that. Wow. Maybe I'll then go buy your book, right? For nine or ten bucks. So that's okay. That's how that's how the world works. I give first, you give in return. Or you give to me, then I give to you back. This is how business works. This is how influencing works. This is how the world goes around, right? So um, now I don't, there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, right? So a lot of them haven't done that. So I'm okay with giving without worrying about receiving. That's how you have to give, okay? But reciprocity is the most powerful weapon of influence. My question to you is, are you using it? Are you using this weapon? Uh, It might be as simple as like, are you giving someone a gift? Are you sending them a video message for their birthday? Are you uh, giving them a handwritten card? Are you, you know, are you giving them your time? You can even sit with someone and have a coffee, pay for their coffee. Wonderful. You've done something amazing for them and just listening to them is powerful. Are you giving energy for free? When you're around somebody, like, are you a pump? Are you a really excitable, happy person to be around? That is also reciprocity. They'll love that energy. They'll repay that. It's, it's, it's insane what you get for free. If you go up to someone, and like, let's say you're at the airport and you go up to someone, you're really happy, you're a big smiley face and you've got energy and you, you make them feel good, you compliment them, they might give you an upgrade. That's happened to us at the airport. They've done things for us because of that reciprocity law, okay? So hey, that is the most powerful thing, all right? So try that, implement that in your life immediately, no matter what, with no expectation of anything in return, okay? The second weapon of influence is commitment and consistency. Now, how does this relate to making money? Well, let me tell you. People want to do business and people want to trust people with their you know, money and ideas and time with people who are committed and who are consistent. It creates trust. And trust is one of the most important things with wealth creation. And the person I think of who's always most consistent is Warren Buffett. That's why he has so much trust. That's why it cost $5 million to sit with Warren Buffett for a one-hour lunch, right? That's how valuable he is. Why? Because he's committed to the same thing. He's, he even takes the same road to work, has the same <laughs> breakfast, and he's so consistent in his stock picking, his investing, his demeanor, how he is, and he's 92 years of age or something like that, right? 
So he's really committed and consistent. Now this will happen to you as well. Like for, I'll give you an example for us, right? So we've lived in the same house for 10 years. We even drove the same car for 10 years. We have, we've been in the same, one of the same businesses for eight years. Um, Alicia and I have been together as a couple for 10 years. Uh, you know, it's this, it's this level of consistency that we have. We're consistent in our behavior. We show up all the time. We, I'm committed to, even to this podcast. I'm committed to the podcast. You would drop an episode once a week. It's consistent. The message is, you know, it, that, that creates a level of influence. So you will be able to influence people more when they can see in you that you are committed and you are consistent. And this is why people fail at business. This is why people fail with their money. This is why people fail in relationships. They're not committed and they aren't consistent. They're very inconsistent and there's no trust built. And that's where people aren't feeling secure to actually be influenced by you. So when you are committed and consistent and you suggest something, someone to do something for you, they will because they trust you. Does that make sense? So there you go. That's, uh, that's the next weapon of influence. So th the third weapon of influence is social proof. The third weapon of influence is social proof. And social proof is basically you see other people doing it and that instills in you a level of trust and safety for you to go and do it too, right? So if John jumps off the bridge and survives and lives and has fun, you go and jump off the bridge, <laughs> okay? Or if, um, yeah, look, the easiest way to explain it is testimonials. So like if you see someone do something and have success and results from it and like it and they tell you that, then you're more inclined to go and do it, okay? That's social proof. Other people in society doing it and having success is basically that. So that's why you see, if you want to influence someone to do something, let's say buy your product, buy your service, um, or you want to refer someone somewhere and you want to get a referral fee out of it, whatever, what they will respond to the most is, have you done it and what are your results? So they'll respond to your personal testimony or do you have lots of testimonies of other people in, you know, who are getting success, right? And that's as a business owner, that's why you have testimonies, video testimonials, posts. I mean, you'll even see on my Instagram, I post people in our side hustle who are making extra money each week. You'll see them who are having tremendous success in their micro investing. You'll even our Facebook group, you'll see people having tremendous success in our five steps of millions mentorship program. Tremendous success, right? Because if you want to influence people for good and help them solve problems and help them level up, right? So you can make them have a better life, then they want to see that happening with other people. And that's why testimonies and you seeing other people succeed will will then is a is a powerful weapon of influence, right? So there you go. That's why you see people in business. They've got all different stories of their customers or clients getting amazing results, and then it instills trust that someone else will get the same results, right? Does that make sense? There you go. The Jones's theory, sheep theory, right? People will do what others do, provided they're not going to die. Okay. <laughs> so the the fourth weapon of influence is likability. Okay, liking. So People have to, you know, the old saying, people have to know you, then they have to like you, then they have to trust you. So trust comes from commitment, consistency, social proof, and reciprocity. But they also have to know you and then they have to like you before they buy, okay? Or before you can influence them, more or less. So what does that mean? I mean, um, <laughs> it's like me trying to tell you how to make friends. There's a wonderful book by Dale Carnegie. He's dead now, but uh, his book, his famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in the book, he talks about this likability. How are you liked? He says, it's easier to catch flies with honey than it is with vinegar. What he means by that is that if you want to influence people and, and so forth, it's easier to be a likable person, be honey, 
right, than, it, than to be vinegar. And how, you, how do you do that? You smile. You are easy to work with. You're not a pain in the butt. You're not a drain. You don't complain. You don't blame. You don't justify. You don't bring in your age-old 20-year car crash story into the conversation every five minutes. You don't just talk about yourself. You talk about, you ask questions about them. So if you want to be liked, first and foremost, have a good attitude, be positive, smile, do things for people, don't complain, don't blame, don't justify, don't talk about yourself, <laughs> ask questions about them. If you can become a good question asker, right, um, you will be really well liked. You will show empathy, the people will like you, they'll fall in love with you, um, and that's how you do that. And I see so many people who want to be influential, but they 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 don't do anything that would lend people to tell them that they're liked. Like, they don't do anything to be liked. And you can tell if someone doesn't have influence because they have no friends, okay? So if you're highly influential when you're liked, you will have a lot of friends, right? Um, and this is how you develop influence, trust and so forth, okay, liking. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain. It's nice to be liked, right? But I guess people don't understand how to do it. So I'd say go read Dale Carney's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He'll explain exactly how to be liked. Um, and then ask questions. Be really interested in other people and you will find that they will like you back, okay? There's another cool framework. I'll do a different episode. It's called um, Labeling and Mirroring. I learned it, just learned it recently. I've Chris Voss, this negotiator, but there's a whole different framework that I'd love to do an episode on to help you create trust and empathy in conversations with people. But being liked is the fourth weapon of influence because if people don't like you, then they ain't gonna trust you. Simple as that. They've got to know you first, which is all about you know, positioning yourself and meeting people and so on. And then they've got to like you. So it's you being good and asking questions and smiling and good attitude, then the commitment, consistency, reciprocity, um, and social proof and stuff will make them trust you, okay? So there you go. And then that you'll be able to influence them, okay? The next the next one, so with the liking one, I'll give you an example. Like when I'm around people, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in them, um, I, I've got good energy, I smile, um, you know, I, I put deodorant on. <laughs> I mean, the really, really, it's not that hard but it is important, super important. Like if you look at my dad, he's always wearing, wearing cologne. He knows, he's a very influential guy. He knows if at least if he's gonna to talk to someone, he's gotta smell nice. That, at least smell nice <laughs> if you wanna be liked, you know? Nothing worse than, you know, being around someone who doesn't smell nice. So there you go. Okay, moving on. The fifth weapon of influence, authority. Authority, okay? Being an expert have, or having authority on your particular topic or in an area. Okay, gives you a level of influence. And you can see this, obviously, right? Police officer tells you what to do. They've got authority. They influence you, okay? They can influence you without even building likability or rapport or reciprocity or commitment, <laughs> right? They can, because they have absolute authority. You can see that. That's an example. But you can build authority yourself without having a state-led authoritarian position, okay? And how you build authority is you start to become an expert in an area, like topic. Like, let's say, for example, me and money, Okay. So I have an authority in money. That means I can influence people for good in their money. Okay, now listen to me because why? I'm an authority on it. Okay, how do you become an authority on it? You simply take lessons you've learned and give it to people for free and they see you as a trusted source and an authority on that topic. Okay, that's how you do it. And you do it by actually spending time and effort to, to learn things in an area that other people don't understand or find difficult. And then if you spend the time and effort doing that and you give it back to them, okay, through a podcast like this, you're gonna become an authority on that topic. That gives you the ability to influence them in that area. Does that make sense? 
You can create and become an expert in any area you want. You can create authority in any area you want. How do you create authority? You start posting things, talking to people about things, solving people's problems in an area that you are you have specialized knowledge in, that you've taken the time and the effort to develop. Make sense? That's how you do authority. And I read this great book once. If you're wanting to read a book that will help you build authority, it's called Key Person of Influence. Okay, I forget who it's by, famous author. Key Person of Influence, KPI, right? It's a white, yellow, and blue book. Wonderful. Okay, he talks about, you know, um, to build authority, you, 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 authority is like author, authority, author. It's in this, the word is in there. So that's why, you know, I wrote two books on money because I'm an authority in that area. It helps you develop an authority in that area if you write a book. So you have to publish, you have to promote, you have to post, you have to um, develop strategic partnerships, so partnerships, and that's how you develop authority, okay? And it's as easy as sometimes even doing Facebook Lives or Reels and stuff on a particular one topic, okay? And if you're an authority in, a, in, a, in an industry or an area, you'll be asked to speak, you'll be asked to do different things, people will come to you, and of course, they're prepared to pay money to you for you to help them. And that's how you earn money. That's how you make money, and that's how you invest it, and that's how you scale your wealth, and that's how you find financial freedom. Do you understand? This is, this is important stuff. But anyone can do it. It just requires commitment and consistency. <laughs> some social proof, bit of reciprocity, bit of likability, and chuck on some authority and you got some influence rolling, right? You got an influence stew cooking. Okay, the last the last weapon of influence, ready? This is really powerful too, by the way. Uh, scarcity, and I'll even say scarcity and urgency. This is the last weapon of influence, scarcity and urgency. You know what I mean? Like, um, What's a wonderful story to, to share with you about the scarcity part? It's obviously like, you know, remember, do you, I don't know if anyone in Australia remembers uh, Rugs A Million, <laughs> right? Rugs A Million used to be a TV ad on, on TV. Rugs A Million, closing down sale. Prices are slashed. <laughs> that was how the ad went. And it's like, how long has this Rugs A Million been closing down for? It feels like it's been closing down forever. And I think they're so clever at their marketing that they create this scarcity. Like, oh my God. Rugs a million is closing down. We have to go there because otherwise we miss out, right? It's FOMO. Another word for this is FOMO, right? Scarcity and urgency, FOMO. So urgent, we're closing down this date and you can only get the rugs for this lot much longer. Scarcity, urgency. Oh my God. And that was selling rugs, you know, heaps. I don't even know if they closed down ever. <laughs> a closing down sale. So that's a great example. But the other example is this, that I was talking to my sister-in-law um, the other day, we were, we were traveling around Sydney and Melbourne together. And she's, her and her partner, Reese, they said, um, said, oh, we went to this, uh, this cafe. I forget which one it was. Uh, Cupcake Cafe. And they're at this market, in the markets. And they, they overheard or, or what it was, but the owner, they would only put like a couple of cupcakes from each variety in the, in the counter, right? And they would, um, it showed that there's actual scarce, there's scarce, right? Sorry, that was my dog barked and it was just like threw me off. I'm 19 minutes into this podcast episode. I am not stopping and studying again. <laughs> so they would put these cupcakes, they'd only put one or two variety in there. So scarcity is like, well, how, like if people walk past, they're like, oh my God, there's only one left, right? And of course, people were buying it because there's only one left and they just replenish it. <laughs> Right? This is clever. Very, very influential stuff, scarcity. Um, so you to, to do that in, in your life, it's like if you're in sales and marketing, you make things scarce and urgent. It's like promotion, sales. Hey, we're only having 20% off for another week and then it stops forever, 
right? Or I'm only taking 10 people to do this thing. I'm only taking 10 students. And after that, you can't get it again, right? That's scarcity. And urgency is like, you have to do it by this date, right? Closing down sales, promotion ends. You know, if you go to certain websites, it's like, hey, you've got one minute to do this. Because people, you need to help, you need to help, when you influence people, you need to help influence them to make a decision, okay? That's really what influencing is about. It's about helping people make a decision. And that's okay, provided that the decision they're gonna make is gonna help them, right? And so having urgency and scarcity in what you're doing is really important to influence people, okay? Like I even was talking to a young guy that I'm mentoring and he was thinking about it for like a year. And I was like, my goodness, like this is so, this is so important that you make this decision. Even make, say yes or no, it doesn't matter what it is, but at least make it, don't wait another year. The opportunity cost of that is drastic. Like if you wait around to make decisions, it can cost a lot for you. So I said to him, look, if you really do value this and you want to do this, I'll give you till tomorrow, same time. But then after that, the offers are closed. It's not, not on anymore. I can't wait now another year. And I did that. For the reality is this. It won't change my life so much, right, if he doesn't make a decision. But I know it will change his. So I'm like, you know what? I know you see the value. I want you to make a decision. So you have 24 hours. And if not, then I'm going to take away the offer. Simple as that. Because I needed to help him. And of course, he was like, you know what, man? I know I want to do this. I'm in. Boom. But it was just that scarcity and urgency. I'm like, this is going to end. And it helped him make a decision. Now he's off and running. He's going to he's going to be amazing, right? It's, just, it's going to be super valuable for him. So done in the right way, scarcity and urgency is a very, very, very important weapon of influence. Okay? But if you now, like if you take all those weapons of influence, reciprocity, commitment, consistency, social proof, liking, authority, and scarcity and urgency, and you stack them, so if you want to be super influential, stack them, okay? Be really energetic and super well-liked. Give someone something, right, a value. Commit to something. Be consistent. Show other people you've, you've helped other people. Become an authority on the topic. And then give them an offer that's scarce and urgent. And that's how you actually build a business and make money, right? Well, that's how you influence people. It doesn't even have to be about making money. If you want to do help people make decisions and you want to influence them to do good things or level up or develop their own life or whatever whatever you're influencing people for, okay? It doesn't even have to be for your own benefit, for someone else's benefit. Then if you stack these weapons of influence on top of each other over time, you'll become extremely influential. And that is when you wield a power to do good, okay? Unfortunately, these weapons of influence can fall in the wrong hands and can be done for not so good things. But more often than not, if you're liked and you have social proof and commitment, consistency, reciprocity, authority, not so much authority, but the rest of them, you can only do these things if you're a good person, I think. You know, like people that don't like people don't often do reciprocity, you know, reciprocate and don't do things for people. Um, but you can, you know, a lot of people in the past have done this and <laughs> done it for the wrong reasons. So I hope that's been a really uh, effective episode for you. It is a longer one, it's 22 minutes. So. You know, thanks for staying with me. But I often come across people that aren't influential, and they want to build a business, or they want to, they want to have significance, or they want to make money, but they haven't done these things. They don't do these things, and that's why they're not influential. That's why they can't influence people to do things they want them to do. And you might be thinking of this list, thinking, actually, when was the last time I actually did something for someone? When was the last time I was consistent? Who have I even helped? Have I showed people the social proof of that? Am I even liked? Do I even have any friends? Like, when was the last time I made a new friend or an acquaintance? Right? Do I have an authority? Nope. 
Do I have scare, do I have an offer that's scarce and urgent? Nope. Uh oh. That's why I'm not. That's why it's not working for me. Right. So I want you to ask yourself these really important questions. Are you a person of influence or not? And if you aren't, what are you going to do about it? Now you've got these weapons. The idea of these weapons is to take them, implement them now, and start getting better at them. Implement them in your language. Implement them with your behavior, with your friendship circles, with your business, with your everything, your spouse. This will help you influence everyone and anyone around you, okay, in a good way. So please go and learn these and implement these weapons of influence. And if you want to learn a bit more about them in context, go grab Robert Caldini's book, uh, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, and go get the other book, um, Key Person of Influence as well, right? And also Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. They're the three books that if you read them, but you have to implement them, where you will start to develop influence, okay? And you'll start to get a friendship circle and all this cool stuff will happen, all right? You can do this. So please go forth, become a person of influence and use your powers for good, help you make money, multiply money, manage your money, and of course, mentor other people, um, you know, and help them develop a better mindset. And this is what it's all about. So this is a really important aspect of wealth. And so I hope you've really paid attention. Thanks so much. Hope you go and join our free Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees. Um, go search it on Facebook, jump in there. And of, of course, hey, share this episode. Share this episode to your to your friends, to your colleagues, to your team, whatever. And love it if you could leave us a five. This is a reciprocity coming in. I've done this for you now. <laughs> you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But if you could, I'd really appreciate it if you leave us a five-star review on Spotify. And of course, share this. And um, hey, thanks for listening. And I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you or talking to you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 